You're listening to The Morning Magazine on KGNU. At least 100 people gathered yesterday afternoon in front of the University Memorial Center on the University of Boulder, Colorado campus. Many of them held bright red, black, and white signs with straight and to-the-point phrases like, We need a raise. The rally was organized by UCWCWA Local 7799, the union that represents CU's graduate student non-tenure track faculty and university staff. Their demands focus mainly on higher wages for all CU system employees. KGNU and Report for America's Jackie Sudley attended the rally, and they're here with us in studio to talk about it. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Alexis. So let's start out by giving me a brief explainer on who is part of the union and what role it plays in the CU workers. Yeah, so I think it'll be helpful to start by just providing a sort of index of terms and definitions related to the union and unions in general. It can get kind of tricky. So the full name is UCWCWA Local 7799, which is kind of a mouthful, but I can explain that acronym. So the UCW stands for United Campus Workers Colorado, and the CWA stands for Communication Workers of America. So essentially, unions across the country are often set up in a way where they exist within a federation of other unions. So in California, for instance, their largest academic student employee union is organized under the United Auto Workers. Obviously, they aren't working on cars, but that's the org that unifies them. Hmm. So the terminology can sound a bit confusing and maybe even counterintuitive, but that's how it works. So over here in Colorado, CWA is a sort of constellation-creating body that hosts or situates unions like UCW within the overall worker system. The local 7799 term is a way to identify local branches within a union, and those are organized to represent a union's members from a geographical area. So in this case, local 7799 includes six labor unions, Denver Health Workers United, UC Health Workers United, Denver Public Library Workers United, Pikes Peak Library Workers United, Defenders Union of Colorado, and of course, the union at CU for faculty, staff, and undergraduate and graduate workers. So... With all of that in mind, some info about UCWCWA 7799, which for the rest of the interview I'll refer to as UCW. Okay. It's pretty new. Its roots sprouted in 2016 as a union just for grad students, and then in 2020 they solidified themselves as the wall-to-wall union they are today. Now, one last term for you. What does wall-to-wall union mean? This means that unlike other unions across the nation that organize based on job classification or campus location, they organize nearly every employee of the CU system. So their model of unionization leads to fights for a wider array of demands, but that can create some solidarity across the education system at all four campuses. So CU Boulder, CU Denver, CU Colorado Springs, and CU Anschutz. Okay, well, thank you for that. Um, I think it's important to understand what we're talking about when we talk about this type of stuff. So let's dive into yesterday's action. I mentioned at the top that the union rallied for higher wages, but get more into the details there. Absolutely. So yesterday they pinpointed four primary demands. Um, One was a 20% cost of living adjustment for all graduate workers and university staff at CU Boulder, specifically. An annual 6% cost of living adjustment added into existing contracts for all CU Boulder grad workers, uni staff, and non-tenure track faculty. A minimum per class rate of $14,000 for non-tenure track faculty that includes lecturers, adjunct professors, 
and instructors in all departments at CU Boulder, and a raise of $10,000 for each promotion for assistant to associate to full teaching professor. I talked to Jade Kelly yesterday. They're the president of CWA Local 7799, and here's what they told me about yesterday's action. We need a raise. (laughs) Simple as that. We have seen our cost of living skyrocket over the past three years, and the university continue to suppress our wages and put every single budget cut on the back of workers, and that's unacceptable. We've seen it happen to faculty, we've seen it happen to staff, we've seen it happen to graduate and undergraduate workers. This year we saw a cost of living adjustment that was abysmal that didn't even come close to meeting what inflation is here in Boulder County. We need about a 14% just to keep up, let alone some of the times where we went completely without a cost of living adjustment in the previous years. I've worked here for the past nine years as a university staff member here at the UMC, and I've seen multiple times where we had to go without a cost of living adjustment entirely. So this is something that the university has done on repeat, and we're sick of it. So in a nutshell, they want to raise what union reps call exploitative and untenable wages and salaries. Hmm. What kind of stories did you hear from union members about their experiences with low pay? Yeah, so there were a lot of speakers. One was Sigmund Bird. He's a teaching associate professor at CU and has been a teaching associate professor for 21 years. He has a doctorate and he's published books, but still isn't tenured. I make 80% of what someone who's, who's a tenure track professor makes. Um, we went to buy a house 12 years ago and I can't afford to live in Boulder. So we looked in Westminster, but I, again, I didn't have much money because I can't save money as a, as a teaching professor. So I had to rely on the help of my uh, mother-in-law to help yeah. us pay for a down payment. He says that the university doesn't give an equivalent rate of pay or respect to non-tenured professors. And he clarified that he doesn't want to be rich, he just wants more support. Another story that really stuck out to me was one from an adjunct professor at CU who carried her toddler the entire time she spoke. You'll hear that baby crying in the background of her audio. I unfortunately did not catch her name, but I'm following up on that and we'll have her attributed properly once we upload this story to KGNU.org later today. Here's part of her story. In my first year as an adjunct, over that whole year, I taught a total of 11 classes. I was regularly driving three hours a day to get to the different campuses where I was teaching, and I was barely sleeping to stay on top of grading. My body couldn't keep up, and just before spring finals, I landed in the hospital for one evening. Even though I was too weak to take off my work clothes at the end of that day, I still taught at CU the next morning because I was afraid the canceling class would put my job in jeopardy. I forgot to even take off my hospital bracelet until I arrived at my second campus that afternoon. I want to be abundantly clear. My children, including the one I'm wearing here today because I can't afford childcare, they deserve a mother who is more interested in staying alive and healthy than making it to work on time. So this union is the largest higher education union in Colorado. Does the university system here recognize them as a certified union? Great question, and no, they do not. So the CU Board of Regents, the folks that govern the university system, don't recognize UCW as a union, which, needless to say, can make it harder to gather a unified front for labor rights. But union members really seem to be aware that these working conditions affect not only CU system employees, but also learning conditions for tens of thousands of students at all four CU campuses. And they've fought and won a lot of different changes over the past few years, so regular yearly raises, paid parental leave, and dental coverage for grad student workers. And 
you know, throughout history, we've seen time and time again that unions really are the backbone of labor forces across this nation, right? They reinforce what our society values and puts at the forefront. Uh, coincidentally, just eight hours ago or so at midnight, thousands of United Auto Workers launched a strike against mm. General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis. It's the first time in history that the United Auto Workers Union has struck all three of America's big three automakers at the same time, and they're demanding 40% pay increases and better benefits and job protection for members. So when you compare that to the rally that we saw yesterday, you, you see some similarities between unions. Here's Jade Kelly again. I think we've seen a performative commitment to shared governance on this campus. We've seen occasionally faculty, staff, and student voices being heard in those spaces, but then also in the, the same breath, those same voices ignored. And that's the reason why we're unionizing. That's the same reason we're organizing. And so, no, they don't recognize us, but that doesn't mean we're not going to speak out. That doesn't mean we're not going to protest today, that we're not going to rally. So clearly, this fight is nowhere near over, and we'll keep covering moves made by UCW-CWA on KJUNIA's airwaves. You know, Jackie, before I let you go, because we have about two more minutes that we can use, yeah. I I know that you've covered student unions and unions in the past. How how does this movement compare and what do you think it really takes for a movement like this to get what they want? Yeah, so that's an interesting question because, like I just talked about a little bit, UCW-CWA Local 7799 is not recognized by the university, right? So when I think about previous labor movements that I've covered, one that comes to mind is back in the University of California system. They had the largest academic worker strike in U.S. history, and they're organized under the United Auto Workers. They have an agreement with the university, so they can do what's called collective bargaining. And I'm not going to fully get into that right now because we have about a minute. But essentially, they have organizers that can come to the table and that university representatives will also come to the table and they will have those negotiations. Because this union in Colorado is identified in that way. Collective bargaining isn't a right that they currently have under the state. Mm. And when I talked to Jade Kelly, you know, they made it very clear that that is one way to get what you want, but it's not the only way and that they are still very willing to continue to fight for what they need without having those rights. So it's not necessarily more or less difficult, but it does complicate the processes that we're used to hearing about in history with regard to labor movements. All right, Jackie Sedley reporting on demands made by CU's unionized workers for KGNU and Report for America. Jackie, thank you. Anytime, Alexis.